0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about, in this episode, unpopular racing games, sim, and esports opinions. And by definition of being unpopular, that means you probably disagree with us, but that's okay. Uh, I'm your host for this particular episode, Tom. Also joining us today, all the way from America, is Justin Sutton. Hi. I got the city wrong last time, but at least I can't get wrong with the country. <laughs> and also joining us all the way
1: from Scotland is John Munro. Hi, Tom. Never been more ready to hurt everyone's feelings, so let's get on with it. Yeah, and just for clarification, Scotland is a different place to Wales. So just so
0: we're all, that's right. all clear on that. Yeah, that's and good. Ireland, that's a, that's, that apparently. is a popular opinion as well. That's popular. <laughs> that is. So, so I just want to clarify again. Unpopular opinions. So these are where maybe the majority of the people on the Internet or the Metacritic score or something like this seems to be overwhelmingly positive or negative about something. And we're going to say actually our own personal opinion, and it is our own personal opinion, is slightly different to that. Um, But we'd also like to hear from you as well. So if you're watching on YouTube, put in the comment below what your own popular opinion is, and also tell us how wrong or right we are. And then if you're listening to the audio podcast, then go to the Traction.gg website, tap or click on the podcast section. There's a post for this particular episode, and you can actually leave a comment there. Uh, with your unpopular opinion and who knows if there's a few of them we'll actually maybe circle back to this in a future episode and actually discuss what you've sent in but we'll let's see so to start off i've got a really quick uh unpopular opinion which is i'm not going to shave for future podcast episodes i know the popular opinion should be that i do shave but the unpopular opinion is i don't really care so back to racing games Justin Sutton, have you got an unpopular opinion for us to kick off Oh wow, you're coming to me to keep i am just come there. Boom. Okay. Let's do okay. It. Well well, let's do it. Um
2: Gran Turismo, until oh. it comes to PC, will be looked down on
1: and rightfully. Uh, uh,
0: whoa. What's your reaction quickly on that, John? <laughs> um
1: I'm I'm I am i can not get this. I just think it's funny. I just think it's funny. I, I, I <laughs> my initial reaction, I'm not sure, but I really want to see where this one goes. Yeah, yeah. That's not something I've ever thought about.
0: <laughs> I'm halfway there with you to the final sentence you said, so go, just
2: fight. So, so Gran Turismo is only is PlayStation only. It's one of the few console exclu- or platform exclusive racing games at this point. Um, And the platform that it's exclusive to happens to be uh, a console. And in fact, it, it, it's one of the few kind of simulation console exclusive racing games. And it, in fact, might be the only one because of course, Forza games are now available on PC. Um, all the, you know, other games like Dirt, Project Cars. Etc. Need for Speed, you know, these games are all on absolutely every single platform. It's incredible the number of platforms that you can play r- games on these days, actually. Uh, if you read an article on the Traction website talking about a video game, usually at the bottom you'll find, oh, it's available on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, Google Stadia, so <laughs> on and so forth. It's no, just... The abs- Amazon
0: Street, you know, whatever it's
2: called. Exactly. It's just an absolute insane amount of stuff, which is great. It gives people so many different ways to play. And I love Gran Turismo. So it it actually hurts me to say this. It really really does. But Gran Turismo has got to get off PlayStation. It's or as an exclusive anyway and onto PC. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to come to Xbox. It's fine. I understand that, you know, that's 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 a bridge too far. But it's got to come to PC. It's, you know, PC is not, they got to stop thinking of PC as a competitor and start thinking of it as just another place to sell their games. Microsoft, Xbox, that is Sony's competitor for the PlayStation. The PC is not. And it brings a totally different group as well. Um, I think the audience is too narrow on uh, on Gran Turismo. It's not a small audience, it's just too narrow. It's a lot of very similar people playing on controller, not as many people, there are people that play on wheel, no doubt about it, but not as many people that play on wheel. It's a lot of controller people. And I really think that it's a series that would benefit massively from uh, releasing on the PC platform.
1: (laughs) Spill the tea, Tom, go on. No, no, no. I actually agree with your
0: first point in that it will be looked down upon. I think that's an important Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. until it, if it ever goes, you know, there's a there's a uh, large contingent of PC-only players who will forever go, oh, that's just a console KD thing. So I fully agree with that sentiment. I also agree with that, yeah, it would reach a, maybe a, a bigger or a different audience. But then, would you say the same for Mario Kart? Would, would you know, does that I have to actually, be on PC as well?
2: I would, I would, yeah. But that's never gonna happen. Nintendo is, right. like, insane. Like, they are actually mental. I don't think they will ever bring their games to PC, and I don't think any amount of convincing would get them to do it. Even if you told them you would make a trillion dollars, they'd be like, eh, we're not bothered. We're just not interested in money, honestly. But <laughs> Sony, on the other hand, <laughs> they could be convinced, I think. I genuinely think that Sony could turn. You know what I mean? They're They're a slightly more progressive company compared to Nintendo. Uh, maybe because they're newer. I, I don't remember how old Sony is, but I know Nintendo's been around since like the 19th century, so uh, which is the 1800s for those that, that don't understand that. Uh, so I could totally understand why why Nintendo wants to keep you know their properties on their. Th- I mean, and again for for those that don't know, like Nintendo's crazy. Like they won't let people record videos of their of their games and then put it on the internet like that's how insane like so they're a lost cause okay but sony (laughs) and uh gran turismo they're not too far you know they could be saved
1: well that is actually what i was going to speak about you know um because is this really down to sony fully down to sony is it down to polyphony or polyphony however you want to pronounce it is there a correct pronunciation for that tom do you know polyphony Polyphony, right? Thoughts, That's what right. I say. Um, polyphony Digital. So, you know, how much of this is down to them? How much of it's down to Sony? Is this an agreement where, you know, this is a flagship title? We're going to make sure that people. This is one of the few titles where we need this to be PlayStation exclusive to ensure that customers continue to buy Playstations. The issue you've got is if enough racing games are available from PlayStation that are also on PC, then people will obviously have to have a good enough PC to be able to, to have it running. And once they've done that, it's very difficult to then go back and focus on consoles again. So are they maybe worried that this is going to take away from PlayStation sales. And also, obviously, as you talked about, the, the link between Microsoft PCs and Xbox means that these mm-hmm. games can be a lot more cross-compatible more often. Um, and yeah, it's almost there's almost a danger there of, of basically... Here, you know, taking players off the PlayStation, putting them on a PC, getting them set up to go and then them leaving you in the in the distance behind. So that's what I'd be more concerned about.
0: Hey, this is why it's an unpopular opinion, right? as a whole, let's not lose sight of the podcast, is it? I was just <laughs> sitting there thinking, oh, I could say this and this, this. No, it's an unpopular opinion. Happy days. That's what it is. Yeah, and, I just, and, well, just to clarify,
2: I don't think... It, it deserves to be looked down on because of the quality of the game or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, really be- sure. I believe it des- deserves to be looked down on because of the decision yeah, not yeah. to release it on other platforms. That's right. the only only thing. I think Crins Reason was yeah. great. The company is great. Now,
0: at first I thought that's a bit mental, but have you seen <laughs> that there are a few older PS4-exclusive games developed by Sony reaching PC. Mm-hmm. So Days Gone is either just out or coming out soon. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn did make it and also, if you think about Death Stranding, this is not racing games. I do apologize. Uh, that was a partnership where Sony published it, but it was kind of also on PC. Then there's this crazy deal where the MLB game is developed by PlayStation Studios and is on Xbox, but that's a pole to the ball game, literally. <laughs> Good job. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> I just think that Gran Turismo is the tent pole, to use an awful marketing term, series. Yeah. And I almost feel like. GT7, for example, is being developed specifically to show the power of the PS5 as PS5, a marketing yeah. and so it's there to sell more devices. in you know, as a huge part of it, which is a challenge. But I understand where you're coming from, and that's why it's an unpopular opinion.
1: Is is this down to what we want, or is this down to what we think should they should do? Do you know what I mean? Because no. there, there's obviously the distinction between you know, I, I'm a, a PC gamer uh, mainly nowadays. I used to be a PlayStation gamer. I play. I play racing games on the PC way more than I play on any console. Yet, when I was growing up, Gran Turismo was literally my favourite series of all. Um, and, you know, my, my game time on recent GT titles has been so much lower. I never even bought GT 6. Would I have bought it on the PC? Absolutely, 100%. So th- there's that balance as well. Yeah, and also GT is in general is it's not a full hardcore sim, as you already mentioned, Justin. And you were
0: talking yeah. about people playing on controllers. I mean, there's, there, there has to be this... Uh, I think it fills this space of a game that's approachable but still serious and you still learn something from. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that younger audience can't afford a $1,000 PC or the parents don't want to buy it for Christmas. Whereas a 500 quid, $500 PlayStation is more of an approachable thing with a controller, without the wheel, without the rig. So it has its own niche is what I'm trying to say, I guess.
2: I think, and just touching on uh, the tentpole um, argument that you had, I, I would say... Um, just do what we've seen recently with uh, platform exclusives. You know, you see games coming out on uh, Epic and then a year later it comes out on Steam. Why not do something like that, you know? Have it be a PlayStation exclusive for a year, that's fine. You know, you want to sell consoles, I get it, but then bring it to PC. Because again, I don't think PC is actually a competitor for PS4. As John said, you know, it's like two separate things almost. And I I don't know, It's, it's, I think they would make more money by offering it on another platform, then you know, then yeah. if they get sell less consoles, you know what I mean. I think it would offset it by a higher amount. It would also work a lot for esports as well too. You would bring in a better esports. We're talking way too much about my topic now.
0: We need to yeah, get yeah. Into the next this one. is a thing. <laughs> I think I think that's that's the unpopular opinion. And if anyone listening agrees or disagrees, pop it in the comments. Let us Please know. Us, let us know. In all caps. Um, You've got my mind racing, and I think we'll do a podcast about it. So that is popular (laughs) opinion number one, and it's safe to say it's hit the nail on the head in terms of the the brief. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. uh, This episode. Yeah, no worries. (laughs) Uh, So, John, have you got an unpopular racing game opinion? Oh, God, I hope it's not Forza Horizon related.
1: (laughs) So I'm actually, I'm going to change the order of what I was going to say here, because you guys want to bring this chat away from this topic. And I'm just going to say no. I'm going to stick another dagger in the heart of racing fans around the globe. Um, and in particular, Tom, I think. Because
0: oh, right. what I'm going to say
1: okay. is, and please you know, bear with me on this one. Bear with me on this one. In my personal opinion, GT Sport was the most disappointing racing game of the decade.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Of the decade. You're of mad. I'm wrong. <laughs> this episode is over. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no go on. It's an Oh, oh, oh right, all right. Okay. Fight. So I, yeah, yeah. I can justify it.
1: I just wanted to, I'm you know, it's basically been assaulted all fr- on all fronts here, but yeah. You know, I just wanted on. to let it settle, let sure. it breathe, you know. Um so yeah, hear me out on this one. Um and I the reason I moved this around is because I thought we just need to get Grand Turismo nailed here because we're being very well quite yeah, new yeah. to Gran Turismo, me yeah. in particular here. Uh I am not saying that GT Sport is a bad game. I think GT Sport's a great game. I think Gran Turismo is possibly my favorite ever racing franchise. So please don't take it the wrong way. My opinion was that GT Sport was the most disappointing game, in my opinion, of the decade. The reason for me that it was so disappointing was because with Gran Turismo titles... The core element of the game that for me that I've always loved about them since I was a kid was the single player experience of Gran Turismo mode. And the fact that you have to build up from the slowest cars, spend little bits of money racing around against other MX5s and old 90s micros and skylines or whatever to be able to afford this slightly better car. Now Suzuki
2: Cappuccino.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, it felt like a rocket <laughs> ship. So 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 the issue for me is that they They'd completely disregarded that element of the game to create something different. And now what I'm going to also say is, fair enough, they didn't call it Gran Turismo Seven. They called it Gran Turismo Sport. That was my point. Right? Okay. But but look at the release dates, guys. Okay. So so in the, f- between the first two Gran Turismo games, there was two years. Another two years then for the third one. We then had a three-year gap for the fourth one. Six years for the fifth one, bit long. And then three years for the sixth one. As it stands right now, when Gran Turismo 7 is planned to come out, there's going to be a nine year gap between Gran Turismo 6 and Gran Turismo 7. Now, they've plugged the gap with a game which has gone a totally different direction and focused on online racing, which is great, which is popular. But it's lost the whole core purpose for me of what made Gran Turismo so special. And now there's going to be an entire generation of kids, nine years worth of of, uh, time where these kids do not have a current Gran Turismo title that nails the Gran Turismo mode. And for me, that is a massive disappointment.
2: Preach absolutely preach that is not unpopular by my i mean i know tom is livid but well, i mean by my million standards.
0: players so it isn't a popular opinion but <laughs> <laughs> right right no no I, I see where you're coming from Yeah, yeah no 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 hey don't 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 worry about me. It's all good. That's, I'm that's not. your not. I'm, I I'm opinion. not worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, I, I agree completely. Just just to expand on it, um, yeah, I I think you're exactly right. I I think it's really really unfortunate that we've lost kind of that art of single player, almost like role playing game racing games, um, where the story is the progression. You know, you don't have cutscenes and really cringy voiceover <laughs> for the horizon um but you have your own story you know what I mean where you're it's it's like a choose your own adventure where you go from one series to another and you and, and you know car purchases mean something when you purchase a car you are sort of like it's almost like virtual eye racing. Uh, back in the day, you would purchase a car, but you know, bigger price tags. You would purchase a car, and then you would tune it up, and you would go race this series, and you would, you know, through the course of the series, you would uh, refine your your tune, your setup, and all that kind of stuff. And I think you're exactly right. It's it really is kind of like a lost art. The everything's so multiplayer focused these days.
1: So just one thing quickly to add on that as well. You know, you you spend two hours to save up thirteen thousand credits to buy your first quick used car that's quick enough to do anything other than the first two championships right if you get that purchase wrong you can't test these cars if you buy the wrong spec of skyline if you buy an mx5 that's not an oil change and you don't quite have the money to get it or you just bought a car that was slightly underpowered you then you lose its value you, you, you then need to sell the car but it's lost another couple of thousand credits and you're back to square one you've got to go back to the lower series and do something that it can compete in so it's like every time you buy a car it matters you don't just buy a car because it's cool and you love it and straight away you actually have to think is this car gonna get me to the next yes. championship, which will get me more money to allow me to buy the next car up from that? And it was like it was as much of a business game. It was like run your own business simulator. It was brilliant, um, but for car nerds and kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, my turn, I guess. No, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> you're saying you're saying that it's disappointing because it wasn't like the previous Gran Turismo's. Um, yes, that's correct. It was a very different game, and as you said, there it's a spin-off thing i'm not going to defend the game here because i think we should do a different podcast or maybe we should write an article about it so that's why it's an unpopular opinion i think what i would say is um the gap between releases is a bit of a misnomer in my opinion because if you look at uh, the a lot of the modern gaming industry it's more about games as a service so has Corsa mm-hmm. competizione yeah. has evolved over three years and now it's like the most popular thing being played on steam at the minute and on console as well everyone's loving it and Gran Turismo Sport has had had three good years of solid monthly updates. So mm-hmm. it was like a I don't know it was almost a, it was almost an experiment and it was an offshoot and therefore it completely missed the what you loved about the Gran Turismo series. And I, what I hope is that they combine the online service and Sport mode. Sport mode is the main core of the game with the collecting part. When with Gran Turismo Seven coming next year, and that's that will hopefully Appease all of our discussions, apart from PC.
1: <laughs> and but just, just on that one as well, quickly the nine-year thing. um For me, I get what you're saying. And online racing is more almost service-based, where where games develop with the communities, yeah. they get better. But you, you can't tell me that technology hasn't changed enough in nine years. And cars oh, yeah. and themselves. You know, you go and play the last Gran Turismo title that wasn't Sport. You're looking at 2013, and there's so many cars and so many things that are different since 2013. If if they were to say, you know, here's a 2013 modern F1 car, kids nowadays are like, what's that? What's that squared off piece of junk
0: yeah no but they, they they add all the new cars to it like uh the gr yaris and stuff like this you know that came to the game straight away but i think actually the debate there is physics engines and track modeling and stuff has improved in that time and i agree with that and the game hasn't improved in that in that point of view But
1: you're you know, talking about sport though right you're talking about sport. Yeah, I am. i'm talking about seven uh six sorry so i'm talking about you oh, know sorry. like if people want to play that mode you know where, hmm. where people want to play offline Oh, right. And you know, I get it that the cars get added to the, to the online sorry, game, sorry. but you know what I mean for this offline particular yeah, thing. Yeah. Um We're still, you know, you're talking the newest car to get in Gran Turismo 6 is still nine years old, and that's kind of where I mean, in a game like that, yeah, you yeah. need an update every so often.
0: All oh, right, but Spot does have the ability to buy cars and uh, level up and and stuff. But you're right; it's not. It's just it doesn't have the thorough. Li- it has license tests, but they're not quite the same, and it doesn't have as big of a career. And I think the challenge was. It didn't launch with that, so everyone yes. thinks it doesn't have that. Mm, but it actually mm-hmm. arrived three or four months later, mm-hmm. and then they added single-player events over time. But it would have been better to have all that career at the start, so you could get the full-on Gran Turismo vibes, right? Yes. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I don't know. It it's not actually is that unpopular opinion because I think a lot of people have the same opinion, don't they? In the mm. I think, but it did, not the it people didn't, playing.
2: Grand is Sport, probably.
0: Well, yeah, it has it has got a base, but you're right, it's it's it's, it's more esports focused. I mean, that is the core yeah. of this game, and so. I've I, don't want to do
2: that. I, hate, I hate other people.
0: I don't want to play video games <laughs> yeah, exactly. with them.
2: I, I just no. want to race against the AI. I know, like, gonna on. On. <laughs> I know we're going to
1: move on. I know we're going to move on, but the unpopular opinion, remember, was that it was the most disappointing, disappointing. game of the decade. <laughs> right, and that's right. why, for me, that might be sight. unpopular, but that's it for me. I lost sight of the... Wait, earth.
2: was uh, Prototype in the same decade? Because that was also pretty disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe for another podcast. Hey, that's a sequel, at least.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now it's your turn. Again, Tom. Mine is Gran Turismo related. <laughs> um, mine is that Gran Turismo Sport is the greatest game. No, I'm kidding. Should we just cut kidding. the podcast and keeps no, the, no, no. the title and everything? No, 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 no. Yeah, record <laughs> the intro. <laughs> now, my first unpopular opinion is, hmm, is it that unpopular? I might have been undone by the own uh, premise of the podcast. I feel like the uh, developers of the Formula One game
1: need to start again. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think that. So that is an unpopular opinion in my eyes. It's not right. my opinion. <laughs> there you go. One other person
0: disagrees. Really. <laughs> um, I really enjoy the F1 games. I think they're great, and I think F1 2020 was the best one that they've done. Ultimately, it's based on technology from roughly, I know, heavily updated, at least 10 years before that. And so, what I would like to see is like a new game engine from from scratch, and on with that. Um, the ability to laser scan the tracks. Now, I'd just like to clarify that. Just because a laser scan doesn't mean they're good internet. It's how that's interpreted and developed upon and implemented in the game and how the AI goes around it and all these things. I just feel that while the game modes are amazing and the career modes are great and I love the gameplay. as a nice balance for controller or wheel. um, The track representations have fallen behind the pace of other games. And I hate to mention it again, Assetto Corsa Competizione, or Race Trim Competition, as it translates to. It's it It's easy to forget that it is an official game of a real-life race series, right? The mm-hmm. GT World Challenge. Mm-hmm. And its track representations are far and above Formula One. It makes me appreciate how, how much effort can go into that. And I, I know it's going to be a big job. I'm not saying for this year or maybe even next year. Maybe they phase it in. But I just feel there needs to be... Uh, I, I just worry on paper the next-gen version has the specs i worry to see if that compares in real life to other competitors
1: i'm, I'm intrigued that you said what you said right at the end there and um, because in my initial thought to that po- opinion was you're talking like right now this needs t- to change and what i was going to say to that is not yet because i still feel like i, I feel like they've, they've got a game there that's really good still okay yeah you're right it's falling behind in certain areas but if they can just hold off a couple of years PS5 gets stabilized, more people have it, more technology is available, and also it will give the developers over a year of seeing how these cars work, the new cars, because there's going to be a big change in regulations, remember, for next year's Formula 1 season. Um, And I think if if you let that settle for another year or so, Build that up while the game is still in a position where people are praising it and still saying the game engine's yeah. really good and improving every year. Take advantage of that. Give yourself a few more years of preparation and then go for it when you when you have that little bit more market research available. That's just my personal opinion, but you kind of said the same thing at the Great. end. Phase it in in a few yeah. years.
0: I saved it at the end. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I agree completely. Uh, actually, by the way, um, I, I think it is in a good spot right now, and I think yeah, there'. are there's they're sort of, but you're right, there's sort of like reaching the limits of what's possible with that engine. Um, and I mean, the game, the game looks good and it's neat and stuff. Um, this was a small one that I was going to save for the end, but this is a great segue. Um, I had one unpopular opinion for the F1 games as well, too, which kind of works in nicely here, which is that the F1 games need less story, not more. Um, and a lot more uh, focus on online and competition and broadcasting and yeah. maybe even dedicated servers for a small fee. You know, if you're if you run a league that's very serious and you want to pay a little extra monthly or something for dedicated servers for your league, that kind of stuff. Because um, F one esports is uh, up there with like the biggest esports total at all, and it's certainly one of the top three biggest. Uh, racing esports, I would say at this point in terms of viewership and the amount of money being thrown behind it and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I, I think they're they're really reaching a limit here and that that kind of ties in with that. Um and I think I think they need to go a little bit more sim. We uh, we've talked before about like that sim arcade divide and the percentages of of the f one games. And I think they need to lean a little bit more sim. And because that seems to be where, the right. crowd is going and and that sort of stuff. It seems to be um, you know they're, they're very competitive and stuff like that. Um, it's based on a real life sport, so that makes sense as well too. So yeah, um, yeah I think I think they need to they need to chain uh, up the physics certainly is the is the more important thing I think of the two things. the graphics are fine. Um. Uh. But yeah, just the way that the cars handle and behave and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're right on that one. It's but, it's a but,
0: it's a bit harsh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we all love the game, and it's well. Yeah, yeah everyone exactly. loves exactly. Like, but I, I just worry that how much headroom have they got before? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, like you said, you can have as much story. The stories could be really good, and I am really looking forward to playing it. The management element is great, and I'm looking forward to play. I like playing it online with friends. I like the classic cars, but at some point. You need to have the the feeling on, on the track, uh, the handling and the track representations and the realism to, to, an, to a degree where these other things aren't masking any potential deficiencies. For me, it's how it handles false feedback with the wheel and, and bumps on the tracks in particular, yeah. which aren't quite fine. But it's perfectly good fun. And also, it can be a bit more serious, but still a, appeal to the, the younger audience with a pad ultimately yeah. formula one has to appeal to that audience as well right it has to be approachable but they could add more tutorials in there uh be more clear with the driving aids and still give it a little bit of an edge and a bit more realism and, and i think i don't know, I just think that it needs to have a new game engine or a fresh start to do that which will be difficult
2: it's a bit cartoony a,
0: you know yeah. compared to some other sims yeah exactly but anyway I know a lot of people love it, and their unpopular opinion is perhaps just just hopefully they have the resource and money now behind them from EA to sort of start doing some more different stuff in the background that's about the gameplay. Because maybe the online esports thing is is a limitation of what they've got at the minute and the platform. I mean, I don't know that. but True it could be it looks
1: like it it looks like it the link there's a link between the way the physics are slightly floaty in my opinion Mm -hmm. and what you say about cartoonish with the way it looks on an esports race i think there's a link there between the driving itself and the way it looks it's not just one thing kind of making it look worse than it is if that makes sense um so yeah so whether that's like a new engine from scratch or a frostbite engine or whatever you know whole another
0: podcast but yeah the popular opinion is right that's um that start fresh with the game engine. So that's that was one so far. Just as you said, Gran Turismo uh, will look, be looked down upon unless it's on uh, PC. And John said, and I keep misunderstanding it, but it is that it was disappointing, mm-hmm. most disappointing racing game because of the expectations of previous games that you played in the series. Correct. Right. So let's go on to our uh, second one each. So we'll go in the same order. So over okay. to you, Justin for another one about Gran Turismo. the Motorsport
2: is ah. dead just bury it in the ground it is dead
0: no one cares
2: about forza motorsport put (laughs) all your resources on forza horizon because it is the best racing game (laughs) ever made in the history of time you got forza horizon in there (laughs) (laughs) everyone drink at home if you were playing the justin mentions forza horizon drinking game
1: you have to actually chug for, like, three seconds straight. This is a big oh. one. I, I like it how you've managed to get that into unpopular opinions by using the segue of the motorsport title. <laughs> um, I'm interested yeah. to see if you actually even have ever played the motorsport title in order to... I get- have.
2: Uh, I played the most recent one. Uh, I bought it. My okay. friends all bought it. We bought it. Uh, so it, it came out between Horizon 3 and Horizon 4, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. So we were hot off. Uh, this was, like, you know, a year after Forza Horizon 3 came out. Hot off the heels of, I was streaming it on a on a Twitch channel that wasn't my own at the time with uh, a group of friends, and we were all having a blast. And you know, just we were we had ten person lobbies, which is nearly the max uh, on Forza Horizon Three. I think it was like twelve was the most that you could get in there. Um, and we were just loving life. Just Forza Horizon Three was the best thing that had ever happened to all of us. Motorsport Seven comes out. We all you know we all saw it at like E3 and stuff like that, and we're like. Right, it's like the same thing, but on a track. So we're bound to love it, right? So we all bought it. I think I pre-ordered like the ultimate edition and stuff like that. Ooh. Took it really, really seriously, really, really hyped for it. Um, And I think we spent one night playing it and like the interface was terrible, the driving was terrible, absolutely everything. It was super confusing just to even get in a lobby together Um, It was horribly unintuitive and in the end, not that fun because it's not realistic despite being, you know, the simulation version of of their franchise or whatever. Um, So it it didn't satisfy people like me who were familiar with simulators and stuff like that. Um, But at the same time, it was completely unforgiving uh, at other times with all the assists off for these guys playing on controller and stuff. Um, So they felt like they were really just not having a good time as well. Um, the customization um, just didn't wasn't there either. I mean, it felt worse than Horizon 3 in every single respect. You know what? That is the most disappointing game <laughs> for me of the last 10 years. <laughs> I'm changing my answer. Because, yeah, I was super, super bummed about it. And I remember um, there was, like, a PC demo that came out before even Horizon 3 came out. Um, there was something called, like, Forza apex i think is what it was called oh I um, and it was pc only and it was essentially like a demo of motorsport six i think it was uh, okay um or it was like a preview of motorsport seven something like that but you could you could drive like a ford gt40 um from the mid-2000s or whatever um you could drive a ford gt40 around their fantasy track that they had that was in brazil and it was really colorful and stuff like oh, that that
0: was six yeah that was like yep. a launch circuit. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. 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 Um, and and it looked neat. It looked neat. But um, when it first came out, didn't have any sort of wheel support whatsoever. Um, so that was a little disappointing for me. Um, and I was, you know, I was I was a little uh, cautious about the whole thing. But then Horizon Three came out after it. Looked great. And I was like, oh, surely that means Motorsport Seven is going to be amazing. Nope. Nope. It was terrible i was so mad <laughs> i was so mad and i mean it's it's little things too like um you know if if you're gonna have a sim game where you're like on a closed circuit and stuff like that you expect like static cameras to be positioned and stuff like that but they don't they do the like the replays and stuff do these weird like flying cameras where they're like alongside your car the whole time and you can't see everything that's going it's like small things like that where it was like who thought of this who said yeah that's the right way to to make this game like oh, it was unbelievably frustrating uh, i'm i'm curious to see how you guys feel but <laughs> motorsport 7 actually
0: really makes me upset i could tell <laughs> <laughs> well well this i can kind of qualif- quantify with you why it's why it is an unpopular opinion not mm-hmm. why it's a wrong opinion or right, right. It's an unpopular opinion, because on Metacritic, it is an 86 out of 100.
2: Yeah, and I'm not just saying, like, Horizon (laughs) is better than Motorsport. I'm saying stop developing this game forever. It's
1: (laughs) terrible. Oh, terrible terrible. is a strong
0: word, Justin. It's
2: awful.
1: We don't use words like that on traction, Justin. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: What do I think about that? Um, I think, and I hope, because, you know, they've teased this new Forza Motorsport, right? To me, without deliberately calling it Forza Motorsport 8 at this point, suggests, and the fact it's been quite a few years since 7, which you didn't enjoy, suggests to me that this is a reboot. Yeah. Overall. So I think maybe that's... that's uh, If it desperately needed a reboot, I would agree with you on that. But maybe let's give it a chance of like a complete scratch <laughs> from scratch. However, if, if the next one is of the similar vein where yeah it doesn't have the right real support it's supposed to be the serious one but isn't really then maybe they could be in strife and and ultimately the sales figures don't lie i I, you can't um judge sales figures these days it's more about using it because especially because of subscriptions and all this stuff but the last sales figure for seven was about a million and a million and a half sold which isn't isn't that much really but anyway that's again I still think there is a community for it, and that, and that still play it online. So therefore, it is an unpopular opinion, and a rather strong
1: one.
2: A rather strong. It is. It is. I came in hot.
1: <laughs>
2: like a jumper. I like had <laughs> to lie
1: down. Like yeah. Um, my is. my thoughts. So, the, I guess the most honest I can be about it, and the best way I can describe it, is Forza Horizon. Eh, Forza Horizon. Oh, I better not say that by mistake. Ah. Oh, Forza Motorsport Seven um, was probably the the game where this, this the biggest game that i've been the most furthest away from being interested in ever buying because when i first when it first got launched i watched youtubers who played it and stuff like that i'm obviously a fan of my sim racing but i'm also a fan of casual racing games i'm always sticking up for games that are a little bit more friendly to the arcade racer or the casual racer and everything i watched about that game just looked terrible to me personally i was like the the, the driving did not look satisfying the progression did not look satisfying and and I hark back to when I was younger and I and I maybe this is only nostalgia, but when the first Forza Motorsport title, you know, the one with the orange on the front, the Aston Martin, I think it was, and mm-hmm. there was just that game had something so magical about it. The way again it's that progression thing, it's the way you started on the lower cars and there was, there was something magic about it that's been completely lost in time, I feel like, with Forza Motorsport. And I don't think that's just me saying that. As I mean, obviously, I'm not very well qualified to say anything about it because I've not played it as such. I've played it in little bits at different things, but I've never owned it. Um, but from my my perspective on the outside, there was a game that I used to look hugely up on as something magical. That's now become something that I've no interest whatsoever in going near. Even if you if you put it on my computer for free, I don't think I'd try it.
0: I think they have done that to a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, listen. I think uh, just to be clear, um, I, I kind of agree, and <laughs> I think we all kind of agree. And there's many things I could say right now about what well, I wasn't a huge fan of Fozzie Seven, but I do know that there are a lot of listeners and players out there who do enjoy it. So let us know what what's best about it. Maybe Why? What, you know, get it. or Why? if yeah, it's yeah, better.
2: Because yeah. again, I gave up on it after literally like a week i was like this is not fun at all and i uninstalled it and i haven't looked back but maybe they fixed a lot of those inconveniences (sighs) and and lack of uh uh, intuitive kind of stuff and everything again we had problems even just getting into a lot i mean it took like half an hour just for us to to get into
0: a race and it was like this is not (laughs) this is not good i i think what this podcast has been really good for is uh coming up with ideas for articles and other podcasts because i <laughs> think <laughs> it has, huh? i think we could go a full episode on that and maybe we should do so keep listening and subscribing we'll, we'll dip into the and mud spot, like what we think they could do to improve it what was not so great about seven in our opinion why the review scores were so high and yet there's you know there's a detachment there yeah. um but that's an interesting point anything more to add on that one just before we move on to that? uh
2: let me see nope are you nope. happy to I, also that? i i will say i think you can do a lot of the motorsport stuff in horizon so again if you repurpose that team and put them to work in horizon and said here make a closed circuit within horizon and you know do that instead i'm not saying kill it off i'm just saying bring it in bring it bring them together and and you know focus more on the horizon side than on the motorsport side because that's what's been selling better you said a million for motorsport i think horizon four or whatever right
0: exactly (laughs) that's 12 times as much (laughs) and the fr mentioned gt sport on one platform has nearly 10 so yeah it's like it's like i do think interest has waned off yeah. generally as well. But okay. Anyway, anyway, another podcast. It's another podcast, Tom. Stop talking. All right, I'll go to the next one. John, your second I'll unpopular
1: opinion, please. I'll keep this quite brief because it kind of links in with a few things we've been talking about. It brings bits of all these different unpopular opinions together. Um, and I was going to start with it, but we'll, we'll see what you guys think anyway. Um, I would say that games which are focused mainly on single player, so single player focused racing games, that don't make it an absolute grind to make progress and get to the faster cars ah. are worse off because of it, and it's damaging the single-player racing game community.
0: Oh, could you clarify that one again, please? I'm so, tired and confused.
1: Yeah, so so am I. <laughs> no, basically what I'm saying is the fact that so many modern racing games, single-player focused racing games, make right. it so easy to get to the fastest cars really quickly. Ah, it's right. ruining that particular type of racing game, yeah. that genre. Right. Um, it's so a wide. You,
0: I, you're gonna have to back that up with an
1: example. Do I? Oh. No. No. Uh, no. At no, any no. Point. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of ties in what I'm saying there. For we don't really like Forza Motorsport Seven too much, right? Forza Motorsport Seven. I'm pretty sure you win a, your first two championships and you get a wheel spin and you can get like an Audi R18 if you get lucky. Like. Yep. You know. Um. We look at other examples of you know talking about Gran Turismo and stuff like that. It used to be that thing where you have to really work hard at it to be able to get the cars and yeah. it, it's so much easier now. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes they gift you. It's like, welcome to well, play this game. Here's a McLaren Senna with 900 horsepower and it's like, that's, that's what Horizon does. That <laughs> makes all the slower, every single I'll slow just, car in the say. game becomes entirely redundant and yeah. Horizon's the most recent example for me of this and I love Forza Horizon. Uh, first time playing it for me recently. Absolutely love it. I have loads of time for it but the one thing that ruins it or doesn't ruin it but makes it worse for me is it's way too easy to get fast cars. And it's like, I was almost wanting to delete the gifts. So I'm like, don't give me anything. Please stop giving me these stupidly fast cars that make, make suddenly my old Ford Anglia redundant. I don't want my Anglia to be redundant. I want to drive it.
0: <laughs> you want to be Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I also think, yeah, just touching on that, and I'm struggling to think of an example now, but again, let us know. But I, I definitely will be one. Sometimes with games, there's like the pre-order bonus of like a crazy supercar, or you get the premium edition with the crazy DLC. But is that a cheat? And it's slightly different. Slightly different, but related. Uh, some of the milestone games, like MotoGP, I've been playing recently, so it's front of mind. You can actually buy the unlock to get more credits quicker uh, from the start. Yeah. It's, it's similar, but it's, it's a different thing, John. I'm sorry, but I understand there's a similar mentality to that, actually, the joys, the grind.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I actually think that... Um, sorry, Justin, two seconds. I was just going to say yeah. that the... Um, I think it's to do with the fact that probably probably science, to be fair, science has proven in recent years that the attention span of kids since smartphones and everything's got oh, faster is it, yeah. so, so short. And I feel like what people do is they, they try it. It's basically like trying to entice them in with these flashy things. And don't worry, you don't have to spend hours and hours doing this. You can do this in a short amount of time. And I feel like they're looking too much at that side of things with a short attention span and kind of forgetting that. Uh, you know when you play a game like that it's the journey you enjoy it's not the destination when you when you finally complete a game that's not the best part of playing it you don't suddenly go oh i have finally completed it now it's amazing you go oh no i wish i still had more to do that would make me feel like i was getting somewhere The, the journey is way more enjoyable than the destination so make the journey harder
2: yeah i agree completely um and and that's the second time I'm agreeing with you now, which is unfortunate for this episode. But yeah, it was supposed but, to disagree. <laughs> but you're you're exactly right, and um, I, I think it is more rewarding when there is that progression to it. And and I I think a good modern example, um, of something like that, it's not perfect, but is RecFest. Um, RecFest does a really good job in the um in the career mode of starting you off with like pretty slow stuff. And working your way up, you can kind of get through it pretty quickly. So it's it's not as intense as the old Gran Turismo games or or uh, Tokyo Extreme Racer games and those those other types of um, I would say Japanese PS1 PS2 era uh, games in particular were really I think where you got that style yeah, of progression. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and it was really impressive. But Recfest does a good job. For example, I've been playing Recfest now for I don't even know how long. It's, it's, it's been out ad- for a million years, I think, hasn't it? So right, it, yeah, and I've had it since like 2015 or something, so I've got 200-plus hours in it or something. I still don't own every single car. Um, And I have not had the opportunity yet to own every single car. And part of that is because I keep spending money on upgrading cars. So if you wanted to, yes, you could spend all your money on buying the cars and completing your garage and making sure you have everything. Um, But what I prefer to do is to spend my money on uh, one car and then to, and then you know upgrade it to to be the way that I want it to be, um, and I, I think it does a much better job of that sense of progression because I remember the last time I played Wreckfest, which was pretty recently, um, it was last week in fact. The last last time I played Wreckfest, I was like, oh right, I still don't have all the cars. Like it just dawned on me, like it it had been forever since I had even looked, and I was like, oh right, I don't have all the cars, and I went and I looked. And there was, I was like, ooh, I want this one, and I want this one, and I want this one. And I couldn't afford even one of them, never mind all (laughs) of them. So um, yeah, I I think Wreckfest is a great modern example. And it's surprising that it's on PC as well, because again, it it tends to be the console single player racing games that have the
1: really good progression and stuff. So um, I think Wreckfest is a really good kind of outlier it's relative isn't it so it's like there's no problem with being able to drive the fastest car after 4 hours if the game is like a 5 hour experience playing through the career mode right so like wreckfest for example the career mode's not actually that long but you start in the slow cars and you you don't drive a fast car until you're 75% of the way through at which point it's like you've made it congrats here's your reward go and drive this fast car and I think, you know, you get other games where it might take three hours to be able to drive the fastest car, but that's just because the first three hours were all tutorials, and the actual game is, is designed that you play it for days and days. And I don't want to be driving a McLaren Senna 1% into my experience of a game.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think uh, a couple of things in my head then, and I could actually use GT Sport as an example, but I think that's for another time. <laughs> we've, we've, we've covered that. Uh, well, I think what you're saying, John, and I agree, it's kind of like, you know, imagine when you did like all your, your chores, or some homework as a child, and then you might, as a reward, you might have got some pocket money. Oh, you cleaned the bathroom. Here's your pocket money. Or you did your paper round. And, you know, imagine just receiving that money without having to do any any of the effort. It doesn't. It's yeah. not a good habit. It's kind of like uh, you know, Lance Stroll knows he's got a Formula One drive because Daddy will pay for it, right? So does he have that final two percent that another driver that's desperate to try and get the next contract has? I'm not sure. And it's it's a similar thing in my opinion, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see the connection. We enjoy peril. We enjoy peril. We enjoy yeah. being like, oh, no, I need to be able to do this. Can I do this? Oh, I've got to
0: say another gaming stereotype. But, you know, it's like Demon Souls. When you actually finally defeat the boss, it feels amazing. But getting to that point mm-hmm. is basically impossible. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's that's another good one. And that wasn't game-specific in a way. So uh, nice one, John. All right, so we are two down each, apart from me. So I'm next. I'll go with one. Are you ready? I don't... Yeah, actually, in some circles, this is a controversial opinion. And in other circles, no one gives a crap because they haven't heard about this game. (laughs) I think Automobilista 2 isn't bad. (laughs) Okay. And a huge part of the PC sim community, which is big, but also sometimes relatively niche as well. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, Mm -hmm. They love to hate on it. It's true. Because it was very different to the first one. Uh, on the YouTube channel, Traction GG YouTube channel, John has actually done a little video video covering some of the pros and cons of each. Not, um, and I think we could also do another podcast about this in the future. But for me, uh, the first one came out and it wasn't... A, I know a lot of people play it, but it wasn't a huge sales success. I think that's important to bear in mind. Yep. It was using the AISI motor engine, which was also used in the first R-Factor game, another beloved title that didn't sell tens of millions of copies. That's also, bear that in mind. I know it's hugely popular and everyone loves it. I'm not saying it's good or bad. Um, Ultimately, the 2 came out and it used the Project Cars Madness game engine, which is controversial. But that means that it's not as good to drive as the original in in many ways. It doesn't give you that sense of satisfaction from simply driving a car around a lap. But what it does mean is it can look significantly better. It can have this um, incredible weather system in the game. Uh, it gives them uh, loads of tracks that are already modeled like the British tracks whereas Automobilista 2 was I know there's a lot of Brazilian tracks in Automobilista 2, but the first one really only had had that whereas you've got unless you had mods. So this has like you know Donn Park, it has Spa mm-hmm. in there. Which I'm sure there's a relationship from Project Cars to, to get them in the game to start with. Same with some of the cars, some of the LMP prototype cars and stuff. They were also in the Project Cars game and they've sort of transferred across. And then they've also been able to work on it and improve upon it and make it better than Project Cars too. Now, still doesn't drive as well as the first Automobileista. I get it. I do. I do get it. But it's a diff. It's become not a different game, but it's a more accessible game that's still mm-hmm. serious. And then another topic we'll talk about another time is I think it's perfect for a console version but that's i digress would
2: you would you say it's what project cars 3 should have been oh i wasn't gonna
0: say it. i wasn't <coughs> gonna say it because <laughs> yes i fully agree I, I i absolutely think that this this is what project cars should have been and they've done a really good job it's by riser studios who are brazilian they have a work rate like no one else there's like a new update our car every every week or every other week Always oh, on a Saturday at midnight for some reason. Yeah, I was going to mention that actually. I know you love how they update. <laughs> like, guys, no one can write about your stuff on the weekend, so
1: I don't want to add too much because I covered loads of this in the video. Yeah, so make on. sure you, for my for my full analysis, go and check out the video. Um, and and it was opinion based, but obviously I was being yeah. as objective as possible. So what I would say is. I completely agree. And I think the reason your opinion is unpopular is not because it's wrong, it's because the people that dislike it shout the loudest. And so also-
0: expectations as well isn't it
1: yeah exactly and what, what you find is that you've got you've got a, a core of of hardcore Automobilista fans i'm not talking about all Automobilista fans of course right. but it's the, the people that really enjoyed Automobilista formed a small community and and it's tight knit and they love the game because it's really good which is totally right it's correct so then when Automobilista 2 comes along and it's kind of like opening arms to everyone else being hey you guys can come join us too people got hurt by it and it's like well this doesn't drive as well and and th- th- it's taken away what i loved about the first one and i think it's kind of like when your favorite band finds a slightly different genre of music that makes them worldwide oh, yeah. popular, but you yeah, didn't yeah. like it quite as much as their first album. But for them, they're making loads more money and loads more people are enjoying their music. And it's a little bit like that. You know, Automobilista 2 is actually a good game. It drives well, if not quite as realistically as Automobilista 1, but it's so but much it's more accessible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it still bridges that gap. It's like the, it's a great starter sim for someone yeah. getting in sim racing. The top drivers on Automobilista 2 are as good as the top drivers on anything else. And, the for me it's the accessibility the vr support it's not a mod where you have to try and work out it's integrated into the game the weather as you say is phenomenal so um yeah i totally agree with that one but you're right that it is unpopular on the face of it i'm not sure if it's really an unpopular opinion you're saying it's the the
0: muse or radiohead of the gaming world where they've changed their style yeah, and
2: I will say, um, I haven't played Automob- Automobilista 2, but I have played Automobilista 1. And what turned me off on it was how unuser friendly it was. In fact, yes, um, I, I got it like day one when it came out, and it had I think I was still on my Logitech Driving Force GT at the time.
0: Ooh, good uh, wheel yep, for that time. Yep,
2: yep, <laughs> I was still on that wheel, and um, it didn't have like out of the box support, it wasn't just Boom you select the wheel boom you're good to go. I I remember spending like an hour or two you know cuz like the wheel was turning the wrong direction uh you know so I turn left and the car goes right and the brakes are the gas and the gas is the brakes and everything was backwards and just nothing felt right and I spent hours trying to mess with it and I never actually did get it. Um I never di- I never did get it um, functioning properly with oh, that. Right. Wheel. And I ended, I ended up just giving up on it entirely. An, another game uh,
0: that I ended up giving right. up on <laughs> entirely that we're talking about in well, this podcast. <laughs> in my experience, uh, there might be other people who disagree. The second one just works. You t- you it's on. Right. And, and it works. And and it's got a nice that. interface, like it, maybe a console-centric one. But it doesn't have a career mode at the minute, which I think it is lacking. And I'm not... I'll, let's not go into the pros and cons of it so much. Yeah. Like I said, there's John's video and we could write something about it. But uh, yeah, it's just... A, it's a really... You know, some other sims you, you turn it on and it's in like this tiny little window and it has no controls assigned. I didn't have that experience with Ultima Belisa at all. It seems like really polished and, and straightforward. Yeah. That's which is another reason, and I just think it's yeah misunderstood, and it's it's slightly different. And so I think it's okay. I'm not saying it's the greatest game ever. Just to clarify, Ultima Belisa two is okay. There you go. It's good. That's it's good. <laughs> all right. So. Now we're just going to finish off the podcast with a couple of rapid-fire ones. So we're not going to go full in depth as to whether we agree or disagree. We're not going to mention GT Sport or Forza again, but we're going to talk. Well, we might do. Who knows? Um, (laughs) And we're just going to go quickly through uh, a couple of really short ones, so a couple of minutes on each one. So Justin, you go first, if that's okay. I have
2: have just one final one, so you don't have to come back to me a second time. Okay. Um, It's really quick, but it's also really controversial for anybody who plays this game, uh, especially the diehards. Wreckfest needs an all-wheel drive rally car. Just one. That is very specific. (laughs) Just one. Just one. But it needs an all-wheel drive rally car. Right. Um, For those that are really into their Wreckfest like I am, uh, you will know that all vehicles in the game are either rear-wheel drive or front-wheel drive. There is no all-wheel drive cars in the game. And I think it's because the, the tracks are very very dirty you know they're they're gravel they're dirt all that kind of stuff an all-wheel drive car would have a massive advantage over so uh i would say maybe make it its own class as well too so um you have the standard classes of uh cb and a uh within within the game you know the a class cars are the fastest c class cars are the slowest um maybe you make it uh a W class or something, I don't know, a Z class, X class, I have no idea. Do whatever you want, call it whatever you want, Um, but I would love to have a single all-wheel drive, and it doesn't have to be, you know, keep it like a banger car, you know, um, the folk racing type car, you know, absolutely keep that, you know, have it look broken and and jacked up and everything like that, totally. Um, Maybe have it be like a 90s Subaru kind of look to it. Um, Maybe even like a Subaru Legacy, so it's not even like a really desirable evo or wrx sti but just yeah. kind of like you know a family you know. car that happens to have all-wheel drive yeah exactly um uh i think that would re- it would open up a lot of stuff uh, again you you couldn't really race it against the rear wheel drive and front wheel you know because then you're getting into a whole balance of performance a so bop thing a that gets
1: class. yeah yeah can i just add though i do believe literally as of the day i think we're recording this that the, I the most recent yet. dlc pack Uh, contains cars and i Uh! do believe that we have (laughs) four-wheel drive in there now i the reason i believe that i've not purchased this pack there's a jeep a pickup and a yeah and when i when our producer cameron who's listening to us right now he'll be biting his tongue uh, i was sitting on the start line on this track ready to go away i go from the line straight into the lead wait a minute what's this guy shooting past me in second gear four-wheel drive off the line so uh, mm-hmm. I do believe, I mean, obviously this has just happened right, like right now, but you might get what you wish for, Justin. You might get what now, you wish
2: and for. And that is very controversial, though, because, again, RedFest yeah. historically, every car, either front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive. And this is a game that's been along for a really, really long time. Um, so, yeah, I'm very interested about that. But, yes, yeah. I I knew that came out, and I did get it for free because I do own Season Pass 2, and I've already downloaded the content. I just haven't actually had time to go <laughs> in and test it out yet. This is so um,
1: new, though. This is very new. Literally,
2: day. We ha- we, we ha- we've had buggies, sort of. There's a Bugzilla, um, and we've had uh, trucks and SUVs and stuff like that, but they've all been rear-wheel drive. We've yeah. not actually had an all-wheel drive vehicle yet in Wreckfest. So uh, by the time this goes out, we will have figured out whether or not these vehicles <laughs> are all-wheel drive. But it's controversial either way, whether they added them or whether I'm just asking yeah, for them. Yeah. Because it's a game that's been around for so long and has been uh, two-wheel driven the entire time. Yeah, even the Skyline
0: ripoff is a uh, rear-wheel drive, yep. right? Yep. So that was uh, Justin's two-second, two-minute uh, popular opinion to finish <laughs> off. I'm desperately trying to think of another one so while
1: i'm doing that john what's your rapid fire one or two to finish off this is an unpopular opinion slash statement to hurt people's feelings but the opinion is and the well the opinion is that sim racers are no better than arcade racing fans and no more important uh the reason i think that's unpopular is because based on what i see all the time on social media in sim racing groups and everything sim racers and I don't mean everyone, I mean a a collective group of people, far too many of them, look down on anyone who doesn't have the best wheel, look down on anyone who uses chase cam, look down on anyone who uses traction control. Just stop it. Cut it out. Sim racing is amazing. It's great. We all love it. And the more realistic you make it, it can get better in a lot of situations. However, how are people going to get into sim racing if they can't at least learn it at their own pace? Why Why does it bother you that your friend needs traction control and chase cam? Maybe he's better than you on traction control and chase cam, and that's what bothers you. And if that's the case, Fine, have a good race. Learn to be faster than them. And I'm sure they'll get to a wheel eventually if they really do enjoy it. But stop, please, looking down on arcade racers or people who are doing it for fun.
0: Didn't you get the memo that if you use ABS, you're inferior, John? <laughs> it's... Uh, <I've>... <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> Take a deep breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. You made a point, sorry. I was trying to... I'll, I'll sip my water tea. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a couple of good uh, unpopular opinions there. And I had a couple that I was thinking of. Uh, one was about Game Pass, but I might I might that needs a longer discussion uh for another time. So I'm just gonna end with the Is
2: it like Game Pass is rubbish? Because now no, you're no. like leaving me on the edge of my seat, because that <laughs> oh, would be quick right, of a take. I'm just gonna
0: <laughs> say it's it's often it's a popular opinion that it's great for everybody. I actually think that if you have a particular taste of a certain mm. type of game, then the subscription cost, if you think about how much you're spending per year, it's probably best to just buy the two racing games or two shoot, new shooting games and and, and and maybe get it on a trial and stuff like this. Uh, try it out, it's a really amazing service. A lot of people love it, it's really good value. Um, as a racing game fan though, uh, if, I'm gonna, if I'm really into the genre, I'm gonna buy whatever's new coming out. And other than Forza, every other game will not be on Game Pass day one. So I'm probably gonna end up buying it anyway even at a discount a few weeks later or for a release. And so then if I'm also subscribing, that's actually not saving me any money. But if yeah. you're really into old Bethesda games and all the EA games, and instead of buying them, you know, amazing service, right? And there's also yeah. lots of new indie games that come to it as well. Art of Rally is going to be coming to it soon. But I just, my unpopular opinion, perhaps, then, which I wasn't going to say, but now I've gone off on it, is that... People think it's for everybody and it's not for everybody. No, People think it's the answer to everything and it's supplementary, provided you can afford it, alongside buying some other games that come out and you get caught up in the hype of. That's there's it. An
1: ar- there's an article in there somewhere, Tom, and maybe a podcast. There is. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've said that for every argument, right? <laughs> so I think that neatly wraps up uh, this particular podcast of
0: unpopular opinions. And like I said right at the start, we'd like to hear your unpopular opinions. And also, just to clarify, We know they are unpopular opinions. There's a hyper propensity. let me get my words out, that you disagree with us, but that's okay. That's part of gaming, sims, and esports. That's why we're here, and that's why we've got this podcast. So do let us know on the website, comments, and on YouTube. While you're there, visit the website on a daily basis. It's always updated. It's traction.gg, or just search Traction. Subscribe to our podcast. It's free. It just helps us out on uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your podcasts subscribe to the youtube channel as well and we'll be back here next week on your favorite podcast app for more episodes very soon